Welcome to the Porn Stars or People podcast. I'm here with J. Crew. Thank you for doing the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Uh, so uh, you, you're, a, you're a multifaceted individual because you, you, uh, you're, you're hitting on multiple um, parts of this industry. Uh, true. You've been a performer. You've been a cameraman. Well, let's. Truth be told, I was a cameraman before I turned pornographer. This is every. Uh, this is every cameraman's star, yeah. dream. Is that he's just in the room doing the thing, and then they're like, "Hey, we need a we need a pinch hitter." Uh, stunt. Is what <laughs> stunt was cock. That's what it was referred to back <laughs> in the day. I, I've been in it. Uh, this is my thirty fifth year. Okay, wow. In the business. Yeah. And I came in. As a uh, one of very few true trained technical camera people. Yeah. I was in the military as a cameraman. Very cool. Uh, and just happened to show up on a set delivering equipment. Uh, door opened. Naked women. Yeah. And that's really all it is. Yeah. That's how everything starts. You know? <laughs> so, uh, and been in it since. Yeah. And it was probably a two months into it uh, I was asked since we're having some wood problem yeah uh, could you help us out I, I, would you be I would love, you be I love all the little nuance of what just yeah. happened yeah there was some wood problem and it was okay we can belabor this wait for this guy to be able to do something or somebody just has to well, man up let's and get somebody in here take care of business yeah and <laughs> that's how it started that's hilarious. That's incredible. Um, and that's that is the that is the most humble brag I've ever I've ever witnessed. And, and as soon as it was done, it was okay. Put the other hat back on. Let's finish the day. Yeah, that's and good. Just, yeah, you know, but I'm finishing the day with a uh, little bit more of a smile on my face. <laughs> right, right. A little, a little some behind the camera uh, uh, reassurance and, and knowledge of what just happened. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, so cool. So okay. So what? So then, what do you do when you do you have? So you're in in many levels of the of the industry. So what do you do when you're just out of this? Like what 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 do you do to relax? What do you oh, do to chill? Once you're in, you're in. You yeah. can't get out. <laughs> and those who so every, tried, those so <laughs> who have tried to get out, they get sucked back in. Sucked every time I'm on my way out. <laughs> They suck me back in. Yeah. No, but what? Do you, but how do you know? How did you, I mean? Are all is your whole? Are all your relationships, friendships, and everything all part of the business? Like, do, do you get a? No, no. Uh, I've been with the same woman now for twenty eight years. Interesting. And uh, you know, have the whole out of the industry life. Yeah. And basically, so when somebody calls rap, I'm out of the industry. Yeah. I go home and be me. Yeah. Now you have uh, uh, you have a lot of. Uh, um, a lot of gray-haired knowledge, it seems. There's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of things I, c I can ask you that you have. So I've been asking people, and, and ha without a clear answer, because I, I had, I have my, I've had my own troubles in the last uh, couple years with trying to, to define what monogamy is, what the permanence of it is, and trying to how to figure out how to handle jealousy. What, how do you handle jealousy? What do you think? Is it just just some people are jealous and some people aren't? Is there is there a, a way to mitigate jealousy? How does that how does that work? Uh, you are either jealous or not jealous. Just and that's just what it is. It it, it seems to be because I, in the relationships I've had, I've been this is my third marriage. The okay. first two didn't take. No, <laughs> it, it it was okay. Men by nature, we we like to look. Yeah, I mean, something walks by. Yeah, we have the tendency to follow. Yeah, 
because you know we are very as much, and we've all been in a situation where we're all we're like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna look. I'm obviously, I'm not gonna I'm look. Not, I'm not, and I'm then, not gonna look. I'm not and gonna, you have, have to look. You have and then to. you get reprimanded for. It. Yeah. Why are you looking? Why and would the you whole look? Thing goes off. You yeah. Know? Why not her? Yeah, like was. But once you found somebody who doesn't care. Yeah. Who's a secu- secure with themselves to allow you to be you. Yeah. Um, that I mean that was eye-opening yeah so uh and i at the time i would stop from looking and then i would get reprimanded for not for not looking oh that's nice i would look (laughs) at her why didn't you look at her yeah you know that type of a deal yeah so that that made made being in this industry so easy for yeah well very cool because but you and you were already in so i mean you had you had to gravitate towards somebody who uh would accept it either way uh, so that's an interesting. That's great. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was. So you can't talk somebody out of jealousy. Is the moral of this correct? If you're jealous, you're jealous. This is what it is. And, that, and, that is. Go and ahead. Basically, she she said, "Look, I don't care what you do. All I want to know is that you are going to come home to me. To me. Yeah. I used. I did. I used to think for a long time. I thought jealousy. Uh, I mean, this was just because, you know, I was in my 20s and it's the only thing I knew about life was was being young. And I thought so I thought jealousy was just like a young um, and foolish kind of endeavor. And it's just like it's just something that that had to do with maturity and eventually would go away. But I kept bumping into the situation where I would be with jealous girls and, and I'd find their mother were would be jealous. And then I, and then mm-hmm. it, what really made it clear to me was when my grandfather was dating a woman who was 75 years old and she was jealous of his former my grandmother, who you know, who had died, and and she was jealous of her just being present in the home, mm-hmm. and would take pictures down and all these things, and it was, and that put it in perspective for me that like I was like I was like I'm dating that same girl, the girl that I'm dating who's uh, 24 just can't look is up. that same lady as a 75 year old, like, mm-hmm. and that's gonna be who she is forever, right? And that's a weird that's a weird thing. So uh, so jealousy can't be can't be rubbed away. Although yeah. I th- I think I've gotten less jealous. As I got I, older, I can imagine you can get less jealous w- when you become more comfortable with yourself yeah. and the person that you're with. Yeah. Okay. I could see a brand new relationship where you're you don't really know where you are in it. You know, in that pecking order. You know, you can, uh, like for example, uh, with the, the woman I'm with right now. Um, she, uh, she knew of this uh, individual uh, who. Uh, who worked a big show in Vegas and uh, kind of a well-known person and, you know, and he's European and all like that. Well, I felt a little intimidated. You know, I'm um, I'm vertically challenged in some ways yeah. and I, you know, make up for that once you get in bed and then everybody's. <laughs> but, I mean, knowing that this individual was closer to a Greek god than I would ever be. Sure. It was, uh, okay, hey, but she gave me the opportunity to have that door open i should you know reciprocate the same way yeah took a little bit to do that knowing what i knew right i mean it's one thing when you don't know anything yeah i mean it's you know hey it's somebody i met okay but when you seen and you're sitting there going okay right this is a learning experience we gotta do it right right so you can be learned yeah and then again so and then sometimes I think this is the the thing that I'm that I'm finding is is the less information the better a lot of times because yeah. having having the having too much 
visual, uh, uh, men, you know, just any of the knowledge, emotional knowledge is it, that's where. But we're we're all kind of we have this fear of being abandoned. But I think at the end of the day, we all have to uh, understand. Uh, how valuable we are as people, and I think that's that's the first step to the to the jealousy game. Is like, look, uh, and this happens a lot in cheating. Like, it's like, look, I can't stop somebody from cheating on me. Like, you can't stop somebody mm. in a relationship from cheating on you. Uh, the only thing you can hope is that is that you you have an, enough of a communication base in your relationship where that won't happen. But it's probably going to happen, and mm-hmm. that's not a reflection on you. No, that's a reflection on them. And whatever's going on in their world, and, and whatever you know, uh, inadequacies that they're that they're dealing with, um, and then once you kind of try to accept that, then I think you start to control people less, and you, you start you start worrying less about those sorts of things. It's like it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And correct. And and part of that is is an understanding between the two of you. If they know who you are, yeah. and you understand who they are, they can under they can then learn to understand why you do things yeah uh yes, one of the things yes. that we found that helped us out not, you know she was she was the wise one of the two of us you know i say she's the better half of <laughs> yeah. us i'm the lesser half <laughs> is that having this viewpoint of leave the door open yeah if you want to go go yeah just know you come back helped and then you know sharing experiences you know hey you know what do you think about swinging and yeah and all like that and we found one we we wanted to try it we went out there and we found that nothing interests us and that yeah. was one of the goal- sure. guidelines of nothing interest and you know we'll just don't force it. it don't force it yeah uh and and just found that just being open that way and then once it did happen where we saw each other with other people and stuff like that it was just an act. Yeah. It was just a physical act. It was not an emotional right, act. Right. And the problem with cheating is cheating starts off physical. Yep. And because of the situation that they're in, I believe that it turns into emotional. Because of the lies and because of the now now the trust is is crossed in in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And then so I, in any situation where I've been where I've cheated and, and you know I've foolishly done it uh, in you know in my twenties and and uh, what happens is then I start to do this thing where I'm like, well now I'm lying, so I can't even have a future with this person because they don't even know who I am. Uh, and, and so, you know, the time that I have tried to, to be in, in open marriage, it was, it was all about, for me, this idea that, like, I need this person to understand the reasons why I fuck people, um, the, the, the things that I'm attracted to, and, and, and kind of what's going on in my head, what circumstances would need to happen for me to end up in that situation so they can better understand me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, having, so having a partner not know, like, because your partner only knows when you're in a monogamous thing, they only know, like, kind of vaguely what happened about mm-hmm. you guys getting together. You don't know, like, I have no idea a lot of times why somebody slept with me. I don't, you, you don't get that background information. You right. don't know the type of person they sleep with. Right. Um, sometimes until it's, you know, it's too late or, or you know, cause, mm-hmm. or you're afraid to talk about their past. So um, having that information it's a lot of who we are as people. Right. So knowing that person, uh, um, you have to kind of know that a little bit about them, which is an interesting thing because I think I think a lot of us are just afraid to just kind of pull the blindfold on that. Yeah, I and mean, we're just okay. I don't want to know anything yeah. more. Let's just hit it and let's yeah see that. Oh God, they don't have anything. Uh, <laughs> right, and, right. and, and the, you know, should I show them my test? Should I even let them know something about? No, no, yeah. no. Let's just do it. Let's just right, do it. Right. Get out of it. Oh, 
was a good time. Now the worry starts. Where yeah. have you been? Backtracking. Right. Storytelling. Yeah, what what kind of do? Yeah. And it's just like, and it, there really is an understanding of a person when you start to realize what type of people they fuck. Uh, you know, and, and and for better or for worse, uh, it's it's a part of you know, it's a part of us. Just like it's it, what we choose to how we choose to eat and how we choose to to structure uh, our lives. Mm -hmm. Those things. Uh, can can be in, in absolute conflict, you know, and, and, and the type of person that you're with, you know, you have to figure out some of that stuff, and it's not, uh, yeah, it's really not an easy thing. So that's interesting. That's interesting. You've, uh, yeah, you're 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 at that place. Yeah. I have to, uh, I have to figure, I have to figure that part of life out a little bit, and figure out what the, pr I really, the, the problem for me is what's the permanence of monogamy? Now, you've been in three marriages. Um, do you think there is the capability to be with somebody for forever and make it work? Or do you think that, that we as people, because we evolve so much, maybe just get to a point where we have to let that person go and, and go on our, on our path in every aspect of life? It is very difficult to be with one person for an extended period of time. And I understand how things were in the past, the pressures, whether it's family-related, uh, religious you know, all like that, you know, can't just stay there for the kids, yeah. you know, because I've been part of that family where we're... Yeah, you what do you think of that? Is that better or worse? Get away just from go away. Other. We'll, we'll be better off in we'll knowing you as happier. individuals. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but then there's the lucky ones where, you know, wow, they're still together. So what and is you that? you can see how, in, in, you know, how they make it work, they, it does. Is it luck? Is it is it commitment? Like and not and not and not the word commitment like we use it in Russia, but like commitment to actually working hard, and um, communicating through whatever's going on. Like, what's the th what, what do you think the secret is? Because people yeah, can mean, stay it, it, together for like and be miserable. Like that's a thing. Like that's a choice. No, no, no that is a choice. <laughs> and some people you, you're looking at dad it like, just moves into the den. That's all that happens. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know, and I think it has to be a combination of a lot of things. You know, the trust between the two of you. Are you friends or or, yeah. or not? You know, um, and and how does that relationship uh, evolve over time? Yeah, you because know? you're both changing. You're both changing every day. And uh, and and I think where you start losing that communication, then you start losing. The connection between the two of you, and then then separation is inevitable. Yeah. And there you go. Uh, to today, you know, Have she's you still the smartest woman I know. She's still the wittiest woman I know. She still makes me laugh. And you're married every day. Yeah. This is your third marriage. Shout out, shout out to your wife. It's all about you, honey. <laughs> so, uh, come what may. Did you find that you made some of the same mistakes in marriage one and two? <laughs> Oh yeah, and that's how you ended up in this bar. And then, yep. what did it what did it take to stop making those mistakes? Again, it was finding the same two type of women previously, who basically had the same views on life. Yeah, it was just you know we're together, we're married, and this is it. Yeah, nothing else. Yeah, don't look. Okay, and that alone, that alone, that alone, yeah. just knowing. My first wife, um, and each one of them, we, we stepped outside the relationship yep. together to see how it was. Yeah. Uh, both of them liked the fact that it was all about her. Yeah. And would not, no way in hell is there ever going to be another woman in part of this 
this experiment. It's right. only going to be about me. Yeah. Door lock. <laughs> Second wipe it was even worse. It was more locks and everything like that on the door. No, we can only go my way. We can't go your way. Yeah. She, I mean, she was. She was crazy. But <laughs> the third, nothing was like that. Yeah. It was like, wow, uh, you don't care. No. You're all right. Yeah, I'm fine. The door's open. Yes, the yeah. door's open. I don't have to go out that door. Yeah. I don't want to go out that's, that and door. And I think that I think that's actually the, the the inevitability of the communication and the openness is that uh, you just rather stay home. I like where I'm at. I like <laughs> right. who I'm with. I'm, right. I'm entertained. And, I'm and once you open the door, it's like you know, it's like uh, um, giving you know giving a child wine. You know, they know they don't, they're not gonna they're not gonna be they're not gonna want to go run around and because there's nothing. Uh, um, Inherently, like naughty about it. Right. There's nothing. There's nothing uh, uh, forbidden keeps about it. You no, 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 no. You're going to find out. Why is everybody saying yeah, no? Wow. Let's go find out. Why is yeah. this? Yeah. And so, it, the, if you come back and you're like, yeah, we hooked up, it was whatever. Like you, you may as well just be with the person who knows how to, you know, how to make you come the fastest and the, and the best and the hardest. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think that's uh, actually that that um, puts a big smile on my face. That's that's where I, that's where I'm trying to get to in my life. I want to get to that that level of balance uh, with a person where that's the that's the thing where you know even if even if something does come up, it would almost be better to just get on the phone and and mm -hmm. I'd rather you know I'd rather talk to talk to them than than go find you know this new exciting experience is only exciting when it's uh, when there's like this I don't know a lot a lot of hooking up with people is this acceptance game and it's like uh, you're I'm so cool and I'm so sexy and I'm so whatever because it's a new person that just that wants you mm -hmm. and um, but that's like a novelty that wears off because you, you know that's not gonna a lot of times it's not for them I mean generally speaking if you're with like whoever you're with whether it's like a, a temporary thing or whatever like it's not gonna work out because mm. generally relationships don't work out so across the board uh, it's not gonna work out so you the get your odds little, are against you, right? For it to work, yeah. Well, and I'm, so I'm talking, you know, in your 20s, even in, in hooking up mm -hmm. with people, like that's not most likely going to be your forever wife or husband. Right. So the the value, you know, gets starts to get cheapened over time. That that it's just like what the what's the point? So, so in your third marriage, uh, do you think that this could be forever? I don't think. I know. <laughs> okay. Very cool. No, no, seriously. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing that at all. I know it. Yeah. Even when we hit some rough patches. Yeah. And you're going, we'll still work through. Yeah. You're still going to be the one. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, uh, so what, what's, so what happens on her? What, what does she do? How does she, you know, what, what, what's her life? She's, she said she's not in this industry. She was, uh, in a part of the industry, which was, uh, she danced. Okay. So she was a dancer fifth for 15 years yeah um she was in the industry behind the camera and that's where uh we first met and uh back to the same story here i i looked at this person coming onto a set couldn't take my eyes yeah. off of her went to the director and said whatever you do you can hire her on the next show <laughs> yeah it, by the fourth show that we were on she kind of figured something out right. she, she walked up and she busted me she yeah. goes do you have anything to do with me only being on this set? <laughs> right. And I go, um, yes. <laughs> and 
that's how it started. Uh, right that's there. great. That's a great story. Do you do you think that there's a mentality of people that 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 gravitate towards this industry or that end up in this industry that uh, that uh, do you think there's something there that is very different than you know I don't know we like to call people civilians the civilians yeah. walking around what and what do you think it is what's the back in the golden age when I came in uh, the the type of people that were on the sets uh, both in front of the camera and behind the camera yeah. seemed to be far different than they are today sure. Um, you would walk onto a set as a newcomer like I was, and the people there were not saying they're not friendly now, but they were friendly in a different way. Yeah. And it was like they're looking at you going, mm, are you my next? <laughs> and it was like, uh, no, I'm just going to be the camera. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was just yeah. they were they had this energy about them. They were very sexual. Yeah. A and they were just wanting to be there because they knew they were there to have sex. Yeah. Interesting. And then. And I always said, and then the perk was you got paid. Yeah. And, and back in the 80s, you got paid in multiple ways. Yeah. It, it's either large sum of cash, yeah. uh, check, uh, your drug of choice, sure. or whatever. Yeah. But it was just the fact that you you had fun. Yeah. That was, that, was my, that was my first real moment in comedy when I realized that this is what I'm supposed to be doing is – uh, the first time I got paid to do comedy, I can't remember how much I got paid. It was a very, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of money, but I was like, what? I was like, this is, this is so much. I would do this for free. In fact, I'm doing this for free every other night. So the fact that you're paying me for this is way too much. And then that's how I think you know that you've, that you found the thing that you should be doing is when you would totally do this for free. And right. everything that they give you as money feels like, like robbery. Mm-hmm. So that's fantastic. And, and, and in the 80s, you had a lot of people who were actors, yep. actresses, who just didn't have a way to uh, express themselves. They weren't getting the California gigs, come yeah. to California, be a movie star. Yeah. So they needed an outlet. And then they found they were they were able to express themselves here. Now, you were still on a period of time when you joined the industry then that where, where censorship was still happening everywhere around you. Uh, I mean, you're not that far off from – how old are you? Uh, yeah. Okay. I only ask girls this. I'll ask you because my birthday's in one week. Okay. How old do you? How old do you think I am? Um, I don't. Okay. So I'm trying. I'm trying to piece it together. So let's. I I would say that you were born in the mid '60s. Uh, thank you. No, fifty-seven. Okay. I turned sixty next week. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Well, you, well, you look great. I'm just trying to figure out, I'm trying to place it from the standpoint of like, I understand uh, a lot of the world through comedy. So I understand what was going on in the sixties with censorship and Lenny mm -hmm. Bruce and all these things. And, mm -hmm. you know, and the world is going crazy. You're in LA where, you know, the LA riots uh, through, through that whole period of time oh, yeah. uh, while you were in this business. So it's a, there's a lot going on, but I just wonder, uh, cause where we are, we're in a weird place. Like, like my one, like all the people that I, that I, um, that I loved and aspired to as a child, we've, we're finding out now we're all repressed uh, people that were doing like Bill Cosby's one of the reasons I joined this business, you know, like as we, I was watching a special, I memorized it, watch with my family, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just, it's an interesting thing. Pee Wee Herman uh, did a thing. He, he, you know, he was a child. Uh, he, he was, he was in charge of a child show and they caught him in a, in an X-rated movie theater yeah. uh, jerking off. Mm -hmm. And, that thing that that happened to him, which is he lost his show because he was jerking off a movie. Th if I got, if I got caught jerking off in a movie theater in 2017, they would give me a show. Like that's how much has changed, changed. in 25 yep. years, uh, 35 years. Uh, 
do you so do you feel that on, on a daily basis like what what was it like to to be in 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 sort of a, a taboo business then versus now then it was everything we did was kind of like um on the down low yeah we're, I, we're all on the run yeah. it's guerrilla shooting yeah. it was we would meet at a restaurant and then only then would we be given instructions on where we were going to go okay and then we'd all drive you know however far whether it was driving from la going to san francisco to shoot wow. or we would go down to orange county yeah. and shoot down there uh funny story with that was is during that particular time uh ron jeremy you might have heard of him. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be popular. Seems to be. <laughs> uh, even back then, uh, he was the director, and ugh, love Ronnie to death, but he would, with all this, um, you know, underground guerrilla type of stuff doing, he would be the one out in the middle of the intersection, stopping traffic yeah. to get all the cars to go Hilarious. to the at the same time. Yeah. And Ron, everybody knows who you <laughs> are. You're telling everybody what we're doing. <laughs> right. But that was him being the director, yeah. thinking this is what gotta he got to shit do. done. Got to get shit done. And that's—I mean—that speaks that speaks to his uh, his ability. And the reason why I've heard of him is is the fact that he would do that. Like yeah. those are the guys. The guys that just—they don't wait around for something. They get the thing done because mm -hmm. it's got to be done. And 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 the, you know you're not worried about the, right. the hierarchy. Just get the fucking thing done. So there was something about the excitement of doing something. And there was the possibility of getting caught. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. And so what, what what were the actual tangible consequences if you got caught filming? Typically, and and what was funny is during that time um, when Vice would come knocking. Yeah. Um, there were several times I would be shooting in the backyard and uh, again dating myself here is I'm there shooting a scene that's going on and then all of a sudden I see this hand go over a fence and then you hear the sound of a Polaroid. Oh, <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah. And it's always my face going like this because I can see them. Yeah. They're shooting the back of it. So I, I could just imagine all these Polaroids up on some billboard yeah. in some office someplace going. With the, with the strings. Yeah. Uh, and the, everything the, the, por the porn family. But all they the did porn was. crime syndicate. All they did was, it was just scare tactics. Yeah. And then the first one they went after, they went to the girls. They were yeah. trying to get the girls to say, who's paying you? Yeah, yeah. No type of a deal. Interesting. Uh, but they would check IDs. And, hey, I'm a, I have nothing to hide. I don't do anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, my my uh, one vice is I can't get away from girls. Yeah. And then I got a clean record. Yeah. Except for the two marriages. Uh, but it's, <laughs> you know, so I never ran from anything. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> you see some of the other crew members, you know, they're. They bolt? They bolt. Wow. They're hiding oh, that's hilarious. beds and trash cans. The whole yeah. bit. It's, it, it was funny. Yeah, that's, you know? <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, but basically they would just. Now uh, it well, would stop shooting. What were they fighting? They were fighting uh, j just our country's understanding of obscenity at the time, is it? Because this um, was always a big problem, right? Yeah, it was um, trafficking because there would be crossing state lines, Rico. Okay. Okay. Um, it just because that's because that's the thing that's the most. Um, I don't want to use the word tangible again, but that's the thing that that holds the strongest in, in court. Correct. So they want so they're trying to get you on on whatever the hardest you know case that they can get you on. Correct. So, okay. Um, so that's what they would they get you for. But basically what all happened, you know, when somebody was given up, 
uh, and there's layers there. So the director isn't the end all on a, but he is on the set. Yeah. But you don't know where his money was coming from or the people that you're shooting for. Okay. A lot of it was, unless you happen to be a contract player, yeah. uh, then you knew it was for companies like Cinderella or um, uh, Odyssey. Or so, uh, so, was, so then was there some dirty money in the, in the game? Uh, from what we were told, yes. Okay, interesting. And how much is it different now? Yeah, interesting. Probably isn't different now. Interesting. Very cool. <laughs> okay, very cool. Um, that's so. Yeah. So you're you're uh, you're a looking glass. This is because a lot of these, a lot of what uh, the reason why things happen now can be can be traced back, and then you can kind of like people that have been in, in any industry for a long time. You know, once once new uh, trends start to happen, they they can almost predict. The thing, because they were, you know, they were sort of at the the origins of, of these businesses. Co you know, comedy and porn are not. I mean, porn's been around kind of forever. Comedy, uh, but as a business, it's been a whole different uh, ball game. Uh, you know, almost in the same kind of time span. I want to say, I guess, I guess, comedy's a little newer. But but I mean, if you, if we take it back to vaudeville and whatnot, right. then, you know, and that's almost where I think we we intersected as as industries. Oh, yeah. Because vaudeville, you know, being being naked and being funny was always. Hand in hand, burlesque. Yeah, yeah, right there. Share the same stage. Right there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just and and uh, and it's funny because I because I don't I don't I don't think of these things together, but uh, but I because I had a show where it was magicians and 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 burlesque and, and comedians in Vegas, and in my head I was like, you just you couldn't cram three dissimilar things, and then you realize that those are all. I mean, the com the comedy club that I started was a comedy magic club, and. You know, so all of these things are just kind of kind of chunked together and always have been, uh, which is which is was always been my my interest in 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 doing this podcast was I really do think that there's so I mean we're walk we're walking a, a path and we're kinda, we're on two different highways but we can see each other mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's an interesting uh, little little dichotomy. But we d and we do and we and and there's something human about all of this because that that's that really is the, the a main connector and a lot of people when they start comedy they go blue and they call you know don't mm -hmm. do dirty try to be clean mm -hmm. but there really there's a main connecting factor in talking about sex and and people are obsessed with it and people need to know and people right. need to hear that that the things that you do uh, uh, are the things that they do so mm -hmm. that they don't feel weird we all just want to not feel weird right when we pull our parts out and do stuff. Exactly. So what else? So how do you how do you how do you unwind? How do you relax? What do you uh, what what are, like what is your little uh, what's your what's your cheat in life? Like have you figured out patterns and habits and and things? What what things work for you? Oh, I'm I'm just really kind of a basic family type of guy. Yeah, it's all me about my family. Yeah. just making sure their day's going great and all like that. Uh, when I do get some time to relax, I'm uh, an avid football fan. Okay. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> the rare opportunities, which is only driving to work and driving back from work yeah. where I get to listen to my football. Sure. Because when I'm at home, oh, Dad, do you have to? Oh, right. honey, turn that shit off. And, you know, if it's not, it isn't football season, is it? No, mm. it's not. But I, it's so you get, there, there's you get voted out. Yeah. So my my happy place is sitting in the 405 traffic during rush oh, hour. I could sit there. <laughs> oh, honey, it's going to take me three, three and a half hours to get home. <laughs> OK, just pick up some milk on the way home. You know, yeah, there I'm in my little <laughs> that's great. Uh, that's great. Um, yeah, there there it is. The upside of valley traffic is getting that getting those minutes to yourself. Mm -hmm. I do. I see. Uh, this is the thing that I, that I find. Uh, I have. I have. Uh, I was living in New York. Been in New York for twelve years. So I didn't have a car for the first 
you know, 10, 11. Uh, but, and I grew up in a place where it was all car, everything. So I, I realized this, this little, this, this, you don't get these little slivers in New York without having a car like you do when you, when you have a car anywhere else in the country, you can be, uh, a crazy person in a car and then, and it's normal cause you're in the car. Like there's, cause you always see people on the street walking in New York and they're talking to themselves and you're like, I stay away from that fucking guy. Mm-hmm. But then I look around in traffic, everybody's talking to themselves. It's be like it's like for a second you look if they're on the phone. No, there's too much. There's too much going on. This guy's talking to himself. He's running through his day. I would say that was the case more so where you're looking. Oh, do they got something in their ear right. or what? Now all the cars nowadays it's all hooked yeah. up into it. So now they're just flailing and yelling and screaming, and they're on the phone. Yeah, because I know that for a fact. Because my wife, I know she is crazy. <laughs> No, she, but she, both. But she <laughs> she does both. I mean, she's. But we all talk to ourselves. We do. We'll we'll we'll, we'll replay. We'll replay an argument we just had. We'll do the thing. Oh. We're talking ourselves. You know, we get because we get that. We get that alone moment, and uh, you know, we pick our nose. We do the things that we can because we're locked in a in a box, and nobody. I mean, it's filled with glass, but we somehow we think nobody can see us, and we oh. get to do our own little moment. Yeah, that's obvious when there people are sitting there picking <laughs> and doing all sorts of stuff. I can't stop picking. I'll be honest. I can't stop picking my nose. I'm a nose yeah. picker. There you go. I uh so uh th- so thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, so it's a, yeah, it's a vibrate it's a vibrating pillow. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that everybody else thought it was weird too cuz I was trying to be cool about. It. I leaned on it and I was like, "Okay, vibrating pillow, it's normal. It's a normal thing in life." I'm on a porn set. Everything should <laughs> so, vibrate. So, uh so I appreciate you doing this. Uh J Crew, uh, I don't know. I don't know where you're at in 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 the industry where if you care like a lot of people come on they want to plug their things. I don't know if you care if people follow you on the internet. Do you want to plug anything? Do you have no, anything? I I say those who are a fan of J Crew just follow me on Twitter at J Crew fifty seven. Very cool. Okay, uh, thank you for doing this. Appreciate this. Porn stars, people podcast. I'm Dan Frigolette. Uh Check me out. Check out my calendar for live comedy. If you enjoy what you hear, uh, check us out on the web. If you're listening for the first time, uh, we're on iTunes. We're on uh, Google Play. You can tell Alexa to, to play us. Uh, we're on Stitcher app and uh, tune in. Uh, thank you for listening. We're going to try to give you as much uh, good content as we can moving forward. Thank you so much for being a fan. Thank you again to uh, J Crew for being here. <laughs> <laughs>